Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. I'll take my coffee, coffee with a side Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Um, I want to start off today's episode by giving out a big thank you to uh, Miss Janelle Yasukochi. I hope I'm saying your name right. Um, but Janelle sent me a super nice letter and a little gift, some um, just to thank as a thank you for for the podcast and I want to say to you Janelle thank you so much it it really encouraged me to know that there's people out there that uh, listen to this show and uh, really get something out of it so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for reaching out and uh, let you know that I appreciate you and that goes for everyone else who's ever reached out and anyone who listens to this show it means a lot to me that you take time out of your days to listen to my voice. So thank you guys so much for all the support and it's stuff like that, that keeps me going and makes me want to keep doing these. So thank you again, Janelle. God bless you. I hope that one day I'll get to thank you in person. Um, but, uh, that meant a lot to me. So that's how I wanted to start today's show off. And now we will get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, I have a guest here today who is uh, very special to me and I believe is the youngest guest that I've ever had on the show. And so I'm excited to have uh, a young voice here for everyone to listen to. And I just want to welcome him, my cousin, River Katina. Riv, thank you for being here, bro. Thanks for having me, Josh. Um, I'm honored to not only be the youngest, but to just join this um, stacked list of guests you've had so thank you of course bro it's it means a lot that you come here i'm excited to talk to you um i want to give you an opportunity for our listeners to just uh introduce yourself and and tell us tell the listeners a little bit about yourself Uh uh-huh so um my name is river katina i am uh 18 years old i'm a senior at independence high school um i'm the son of john katina and just a little bit about me, I really enjoy sports. I enjoy being with my family and um, just going with the flow. Awesome, bro. Well, Riv is, like I said, Riv's my younger cousin. He's one of six brothers. Um, and so I, I have, I grew up with a lot of boys <laughs> in my life. And I remember, uh, I have a lot of great memories with you and your brothers and, uh, growing up and it's it's fun to get to sit down and talk with you bro i know mm-hmm. that you're kind of in a um exciting season of life so you're 18 years old you're a senior in high school you're graduating in may may yep. yeah 
and then it's off to the the world is your oyster. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Well, I want to dive into that today um, in our conversation, but you know, I know you listen to a few of the episodes, so you know the format that we have. I have three Mm -hmm. questions for my guests, Mm -hmm. and the first two are really things that I'm more interested in, and then the third one is a little bit more about you, but. We'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with your first question. And, uh, you know, something that I'm very passionate about is music. And that started for me when I was a kid. And I know that, you know, the the current state of music in the world is decided by the kids. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of keep my ear to the street and hear from you what are you listening to these days and who are like artists that um, maybe an old geezer like me doesn't know about and that <clears throat> that you enjoy listening to? Yeah. Um, so like you said, we we're around music a lot growing up. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings to me is the fact that I don't listen to a lot of, of these newer mm. trap artists that oh. all my friends are listening to. I actually... Um, Zion has this big playlist on Apple Music, and I'll just go in and just put it on shuffle wow. um, and add what I like. So, I mean, I listen, my most listened to on my Apple Music report was Mac Miller, J. Cole, uh, Justin Bieber, and a few other of those guys. But I'm not really, honestly, too up to date with the newer uh. um, artists. I'll, I'll listen to the same uh, older albums that I like. Cool. on repeat so we we were kind of talking about this before but so one thing that i've learned over the, maybe the past six months is that the place where new music is discovered today is not the radio or not a record store right. or it's really not even the streaming platforms it's tiktok it, that's where like music blows up what is it about, like, help people understand what TikTok is, because Man. I think it's still, like, a new thing right. for a lot of people. So well, how does music get, get found mean, on TikTok? On, on TikTok, obviously, there's, like, a million different things you could see. You know, you could see a, a 15-year-old girl dancing, <laughs> or you could see footage of what's happening in Russia. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's really unique about TikTok. And you're right, music on there, I'll hear a clip of some random video, but I like the audio in the back and I'll press on it and I'll go to Apple Music and I'll shuffle all their songs. So, I mean, I think it's it's really unique to our generation, the yeah. fact that, you know, you can get your music out there by you trying to advertise it or somebody else using it yeah. to make a dance. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And I've always heard that TikTok is like, it's the easiest platform to like go viral mm-hmm. on at least for right, right. now um which is really interesting to mm-hmm. me and I, I think if you like just explained what it is to people like in words it would mm-hmm. not really make sense It'd right be like what what it's just you swipe through oh, videos and but it yeah you know, it's crazy yeah. i mean i have friends that they'll make some random goofy video and it'll get eight million views you wow. know right? or or 3 million views, and then the next video they could post could get 200. Wow. So I think whatever the algorithm is about TikTok, I think there's so many users yeah. to where 
your content is gonna fit somebody's interest. I can't imagine being in high school and knowing that millions of people have seen something that I did. Right. And there's some some high schoolers to where like I know this kid from BGA, he makes oatmeal on TikTok. <laughs> and it's got to the point where that's it he doesn't he's not gonna have to go to college if he doesn't want to. Wow. He has all these sponsorships, five million followers. He makes oatmeal. Oatmeal. <laughs> and and millions he makes, of people watch. Yeah, millions of people. He 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 drops merch. Oh he runs cross country, and I hear he'll go to his meet, and everyone he's racing against wants a picture with him. That is because he's the he's the oatmeal guy. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's really crazy. Yeah, I have a. I know this girl from college who she has her own small business where she makes coffee mugs, mm-hmm. and she like she blew up her business on TikTok making coffee yeah. mugs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, how that works, but uh, I, like, so being in high school today and knowing that you probably go to school with kids that have like huge online mm-hmm. followings, right. um, do you think like, how does that affect like social life in American high schools today? Like kids who are just normal kids mm-hmm. and they go to school and go to have to go to class with you or do the normal things, mm-hmm. but they're also already like, right. they have like some level of, I guess you could call it fame. fame yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely to some degree it would be fame. And yeah. it's like, I think it gets to some teenagers probably more than others. But, um, I think the fact that it's so casual in most scenarios, it doesn't change social life as much yeah. unless, you know, you're one of the top TikTok. I mean, you know the the famous names, Charlie, Demila, or whatever. She literally became a world known name yeah. because of dancing on TikTok. Wow. So I think it kind of just depends on the degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. When I was a sophomore in high school, that's when Instagram came out, mm. um, and so I I think it's funny looking back on my years in high school. It's now it's been. Oh, how long? Eight years since I've graduated. So I'm pretty far removed <laughs> at this point. And, but like social media, when I was in high school, it was like very, very new. And mm-hmm. so nobody really knew like how to use it or like what it could be used for. Everyone was just like, like I remember Twitter. Twitter was like the big thing for in when I was mm-hmm. in high school. But Twitter was like, we would post like going to the movies right. with my friends right. or, uh, man, that game was so good. It was that, like very right. simple uh, stuff. Little updates. Yeah. That's not what social media is today. And I think your generation like of kids are way better at using social media than my generation was just because I guess there's a lot, you have more experience yeah. you started younger. Um, but it's a common like topic that I hear adults and older people have um, conversations about where they say, man, social media. So these kids on social media, it's ruining their lives and mm-hmm. uh, they're not there. There's a very negative perspective on it. I want to ask you as a kid, mm-hmm. do you agree with that or do you think it's. Yeah, you know, I was going to say when you said we're better at, at using it, I I do think it's got to a point where it's not always for the negative but from being around you know all these people whose social media is is how they portray their life i think it definitely has a negative um 
impact in ways just on the fact that like it's a lot of highlight reels and some people will come out on social media my age and be transparent and be pretty similar to who they are in real life um but compared to the the people who they really want to put out a strict visualization of you know i live this life i um I do all these great things. So I definitely think there is the the bright side to social media being so relevant yeah. um, in my in our generation. But I do think there's a lot of ways that it can just affect, um, affect how you carry yourself yeah. outside of social media. Yeah. I know for me, like, social media can a lot of times affect my, like, self-esteem exactly or like Mm -hmm. just the way i feel Mm -hmm. about not only myself but just about life in general because like you said it is highlights Mm -hmm. so you know i'll go and i'll start scrolling on on whatever and i'll see how great everyone's doing and all these big things that people are doing and Mm -hmm. when i compare it to myself to like my real life right i'm nowhere near that Uh i'll never be my life will never be as good as a lot of people's lives are on instagram and Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to i don't know how to to change that Mm -hmm. other than to not be on social media yeah at this point like i've i've fallen victim i'm on social media all the time whether i'm posting stuff or i'm just scrolling through like if I'm not out doing something, I'm probably on my phone scrolling mm-hmm. on something. Yeah. So, and it's gotten to the point too where it's like, if you don't, it, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. but in today's society, if you don't have social media, it's like you're behind. And it's, you are behind. Yeah. I feel like social media now is like, social media is the news yeah. in every way possible. It's, it's what your friends and family are up to and it's, what's happening across the globe so i feel like it's it's kind of sad that it's almost like an obligation yeah. to, if you don't want to fall behind yeah well like it's especially for people who have like small businesses mm-hmm. or um even just like movements that they care about or anything like that you have to have a presence right. online. like even your music for example right. if if you're not putting out content on all these five different platforms, somebody mm-hmm. else is. Yeah. So. Well, that's one thing. So for this year, I've been putting out a song every day and uh, I created a YouTube channel mm-hmm. for that. I never had a, right. a YouTube channel before. And like there's videos like there's swaths of videos on how to make a YouTube channel right. and like make your content go viral Uh or or appealing to the viewer and like it's a lot of like stuff where i just want to make music right i don't i don't really want to be spending time Uh learning about how to use youtube but you have to yeah and i think that's what's kind of different like when we were talking about the uniqueness of tiktok is like i have seen videos like um logan paul for example explaining how he cuts his videos strategically and all these intros but there's a science to it. There's a science, yeah. and I that's what I like about TikTok. I don't really post anything, but I see is you can just post something, and it automatically has the chance yeah. to get a lot of viewers. So that's yeah. what I like. Well, 
maybe I'll talk to you after this right. and figure see if yeah. if I need to be on TikTok <laughs> too. Then I'm a jo- yeah. I'm finally feeling comfortable on yeah, YouTube. But. That's good. Well, there's your first question, bro. So um, I'll move on to your second. And you know, a, a lot of our listeners are. I would say most of our listeners are fans of the Katinas, mm-hmm. so they're aware of um, what Love Squared is, or at least they've heard of Love Squared. Yeah. And uh, I want to kind of give you an opportunity to talk about Love Squared because uh, for people who, there's a lot of people who listen who also give to Love Squared, mm-hmm. and I want them to be able to hear what their generosity is going towards. Mm-hmm. So if you could just tell us like um, how Love Squared is a part of your life Mm -hmm. and um, what you've seen it do for your life and your peers' lives. Mm -hmm. So yeah, obviously there's um, the more business side of Love Squared with the the nonprofits and um, where all the the donations go. But for me, personally, um, since it started, Love Squared, I mean, everyone at my school now knows what love squared is mm. and that's just how i see it as as a movement honestly for for people my age at least where we can go out and i love wearing my sh- my love squared shirts and just so people say like what does that mean yeah and automatically you have the chance to explain it means love god love people yeah. and what i love about love squared is when i'm wearing that that product it gives me an obligation to live it out. Yeah. So that's what, how I've, how I've taken love squared and how it's affected me is on the fact that, you know, I can't have love God, love people in my Instagram bio yeah. and come out and not do that. So for me, it's just, um, I'd say the last few years it's, it's been a lifestyle. Yeah. So, um, and I'm asking this question cause I genu- mm-hmm. genuinely don't know. Are you, are you a part of like, I know Love Squared has like meetings for kids at, at mm-hmm. like Independence, mm-hmm. Centennial, and Franklin. Do you are you a part of those? Yeah. So um, Eli and, and Basic, as you know, I'd say so. It started off with me, my buddy Josh Moore, and my little brother Steele. So we started off with three people. I want to say a little over a year ago, actually. So it started off really small. We we got you know our core values, leadership. And now I think we're meeting with 15 kids every Wednesday. Wow. We're going on our um, deer run retreat this next weekend, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to be there with Franklin and Centennial oh, awesome. and just a lot of other young leaders. So I'm really excited about that and um, just how we can grow in the future. When, you, when you're when um, you meeting with those guys and meeting with Eli and Basic, mm-hmm. what it like what kind of things are are you guys talking about or what are you learning i guess or right. what's the focus so the main focus is how can we be leaders how can we um be disciples to the next generation so we talk about anything you can imagine um what i really love is the fact that it's such a comfortable environment i always tell my buddies who i'm trying to get there it's not it's not like a church youth group where you have to know every story in the Bible Mm -hmm. for it to, to pertain to you. So, um, we talk about shoot. Um, for example, we're doing this thing right now where each one of us, um, each week, each one of us has to lead. Oh wow! So, so right now it's a lot of, 
personal based stories that we can um teach to our peers so it's it's really fun yeah i think you know i have a heart for men Mm -hmm. and a heart for leadership i think that this the world as we can anyone knows the world lacks leadership Mm -hmm. and that's on you know the biggest stage down to families i think and and i think the reason uh, a big reason why there's that lack of leadership is because there's a lot of men out there who don't know how to do it and and you know i don't want to sound women i don't want to sound anti-woman here because women i I have so much respect yeah. for them and the, the women in my lives who have been leaders in my life uh, are, have had such a huge impact on me. But as a young man, you know, I see the lack of leadership in men mm-hmm. and I see that there's a lot of men who, and this is in myself included, they don't know how to step up mm-hmm. a lot of times. And people suffer when men don't step up. Right. And... That's why I love that the first thing you said is that we talk about how to be leaders mm-hmm. because I think that's so important. And it, leadership is one of those things. If no one teaches you and no one models it for you, the chances of you actually learning how to do it are pretty be- right. pretty low. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm excited to hear that there's young men in our community that are being fed and being taught what leadership is, what real leadership right. is for, from a man. And, um, I can see it in you, Riv. I think I've you. seen a lot of growth in you, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm really proud of you and thank you. excited for uh, to see what the future holds for you. Thank you. And maybe we'll talk about that in your third question. Okay. But, okay. Um, that third question is coming up now, okay. and so it's a uh, this question is really what this podcast is all about, mm-hmm. and it's open ended, so you can answer it however you want. But the question is this: What's going on at home? Mm. It's a really good question, and um, I'd say it's it's almost it feels like feels like because of the time in my life that there's a lot going on when really it's it's all not that much physically, but a lot of a lot mentally. You know, just like you said earlier, going into college, you were asking me earlier, do I know what my major is? Um, so there's a lot of of that going on at home, a lot of um, searching. Just, just for what my future should look like or what I want it to look like. Um, I'm trying to keep my grades up th- to finish this senior year. Um, I'd say my senior year has probably been my best grade-wise, my best um, year of school. So there's a lot of um, just trying to, to grind it out to finish out what uh, the senior year is going to look like. And then... I think I told you earlier, I'm trying to get my first job right now, nice. trying to get in there at Lowe's, uh, <laughs> help some people find some lumber. But um, yeah, there's there's just a lot of being at home and a lot of praying, thinking about what, what, what I'm about to get into. Um, I'm excited for college, but yeah. I know I'm a homebody. Yeah. I, I'm at my house every weekend. I don't go to friends' houses, so I know that that's going to be a major change yeah. in my life. So I'd say at home, there's a lot of finding out who I'm going to be and, and just making sure that I, I stay consistent on who I am right now. Yeah. 
I think it's good for you that you have that self awareness, knowing that yeah, I am a. I do like just being at home. Right. I do like being in my room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm definitely the same. And I think that was when I went to college. That was a challenge for me mm-hmm. um, because it was very easy to just be a homebody in college, especially right. there where <clears throat> I really didn't know anybody and. Um, I had to, I had to push myself to mm-hmm. kind of find a community mm-hmm. while I was in school and community is a really important thing for everyone, whether right. you're an extrovert or introvert, um, you need, you need community. And right. so it probably took me like a year to really find it yeah. in, in college. And, but if I look back at my time in college, it was that community that I found if it weren't for those people. Like I probably wouldn't have finished right. to be honest. So I want to encourage you with that. Mm-hmm. Is Thank you. Be open to finding um, community. I want to ask you, like, as you're approaching the end of um, the current season that you're in right now, uh, what's the thing that you'll look back on most fondly and and maybe miss the most about high school? I think there's actually a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of people in in Williamson County that go to different high schools that I hear they just can't wait to get out of their high school. They hate it so much. And honestly, personally, I love my school. Mm. Um, I love being around the staff. I love interacting with all the different grades, um, whether you're a freshman or you're a senior. I feel like if we're, if we're both walking around in independence, we're friends. Mm. So I think most most fondly i'm just going to look back on being able to to interact with thousands of different kids every single day whether we know each other's name or not yeah so um you were an athlete in high school mm-hmm. are you as far as i know you're not going to be an athlete in I'm college not, i'm not yeah are you are you nervous about that? Are you happy about that? Like, because um, that was such a huge part of right, who you were exactly. for the last four years. Yeah, and I think even just since I didn't play basketball this year, I had to, to come to realize, like, you're right, being an athlete, especially in, in a county like Williamson County where there's so many people, is, like, that's a lot of times how people know you and what they know you for. Mm. So I don't know if I'm nervous, but I'm excited to you know, make myself have to find, you know, a community, but without the athletic part. And I think that's what I've tried to already start to work on this year's. How can I impact people if I'm not on the basketball court or on the football field? So nervous a little bit, but I'm also really excited to to take on that challenge because this will be the first time I've never played a sport since I would was like 10 years old so i think it's going to be it's going to be new and um exciting and refreshing yeah you're gonna kill it bro um so one thing i know about you is that you love your brothers Mm -hmm. and uh, you you and your brothers are very close and i want to talk to you about this and just ask you because you know your oldest brother zion he goes he plays football in georgia um Jet is working. Mm-hmm. You're about to leave to college, and um, I don't know what Lou's plans are, but um, I'm not sure if he knows yet. Yeah, but, but anyways, right. 
you you the brothers are getting older and mm-hmm. you're starting to kind of spread your wings mm-hmm. and and find your own places in this world how do you guys stay close and you know how, how do how have how do you stay close and how have your relationships kind of changed mm-hmm. as as you've gotten older um i think it it all goes back first social media mm. i mean we may not be for example me and zion we may not be texting all day every day but he's sending me 20 tiktoks a day he's <laughs> dming me you know we're dming each we got group chats where um me zion and lou have a group chat on instagram where if we see some funny or a good play that happened in the lakers game we'll send it in there yeah. talk about that and i think that's just a a good way to you know we're not on each other 24 7 but it, it's good to the point where we can still communicate and um still be be up to date with each other but i think it's changed our relationships just on the fact that you're not you're not with each other yeah. so it Sometimes I'll even think about like, dang, I wonder what Zion's doing right mm. now. So I think it's cool on the fact that I feel like as brothers, you breed each other kind of four times like this. Yeah. And um, I've even tried to think so much about as I'm leaving Steel, he's the last one to lead Blaze. Mm. So I, I've taken um, a lot of pride this year in just trying to get Steel ready yeah. to be the leader of the house. Yeah. and. And I think he's he's really excited for it. But I think it's um, the coolest part about it is, like you said, we're all just spreading our wings. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoy how we all are interested in, in our certain things. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I love, you know, I love you guys' relationship. I love, I love my brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that my relationship with my brother is very high up there on the list right. it, it's one of the most important relationships in my life and i think you guys have been blessed to there's a lot of you guys and mm-hmm. you guys all love each other and care for each other um and i admire the way that you guys have you know bonded with each other and, and surrounded each other and through through your childhoods mm-hmm. and, and you continue to now as you're entering young adulthood um i want to ask you this and th- this might be a little bit of a tougher question, but what is, as you look towards the future, what is um, a fear that you have? What are you afraid of? What, mm. what, what are you afraid of? Right. I think, you know, we fear a lot of things just naturally as humans. And I'd say my, my fear and this is kind of a, a common one. I would say it's failure on the fact that I'm somebody who I take pride on how people view me. So I, I, I'm always afraid of failure on any on any uh, level of the scale, whether it's if when I played football, if I dropped a pass, that's failure in my opinion. Or if I go try and get this job and I don't get it, I feel like failure is one of the one of the few things that really just eats me up mm-hmm. inside. So I think that would be one of the the main things that I, I'm afraid of, but I'm glad I'm afraid of it. Yeah, I love how you, so sports, in mm-hmm. my opinion, are really good for kids mm-hmm. because 
it forces you to fail. Mm-hmm. You can't play sports without failing. Right. You're not you're not going to catch every pass. You're not going to hit every pitch. You're not going to score every right. goal or whatever. But and there so, will be a next play. Yeah. There will be yeah. a next play. I think it's so good. You learn that. If, if you stick with it long mm-hmm. enough and, you know, uh, you put if you practice and right. you work hard enough, eventually the the level of failure, the amount of times you fail, will go down. Right. And you know, I've talked to Alexis about this. One day when we have kids, I want them to play sports, mm-hmm. not because I want them to go to the NFL right. or the NBA, or um, not even because I want them to be good. If right. they're good, they're good. Yeah. If not, it's whatever. Yeah. But I want them to have an environment where they can fail Mm -hmm. and it's not the end of the world. Right. But I think that's so important. I look back at my time playing baseball. Baseball is what I played the most growing up. And I remember my first year, uh, my first year playing kid pitch where the kids were pitching. Uh, I was bad (laughs) and I, I had no, I was a good hitter when it was coach pitch. Right. But I was striking out yeah. all the time my first year. I was probably nine years old. And I would, this is embarrassing looking back on it now, but I would literally cry. I'd be walking Dude, back to the dugout I had, crying. I had a tough, <laughs> I had a tough upbringing and, it, and even I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it at this point. But I, dude, I cried a lot, yeah. especially when it came to sports. And you know how brothers are. We're, <laughs> we're hard on each other and I would get made fun of so bad by my brothers but i'm so thankful like you said sports and it's more than just failure sports teach you a lot yeah a lot of things and i feel like the person that i am today is almost solely driven off of my experience with all these different sports besides besides um learning how to deal with failure Mm -hmm. can you give me one more thing that sports has taught you First one that comes to my mind is leadership. I mean, somebody on a team, whether it's a sport or, or, or a company, somebody on a team has to be the leader. And I think personally, I don't know if it's because I grew up playing, you know, point guard and, and quarterback, what it was, but I didn't want to be the one to listen to somebody else. Yeah. So sports definitely taught me how to, how to lead. Um, there's more sports taught me teaches you how to work together. It mm-hmm. teaches you work ethic. Like you said, the more you practice, the less you fail. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of up to you. If you want to fail less, you have to wake up at yeah. five a.m. and go work out, or yeah. or you got to stay stay after school and, and practice. So I think it teaches so many things that that almost nothing else can teach you at at, at that young of an age. Yeah, I totally agree. I think. If you, if you have kids and you can put them into sports, I it. think you should do it because it, it can develop you as a person mm-hmm. um, in ways that I, I think it's hard to find it any other way. But, um, okay, well, I we've, we have a little bit of time left, um, so I guess I'll kind of switch the subject up for you, bro. Um, you brought up the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What uh? What are your thoughts on the team right now and and this season? What are your hopes for this season? Well, let's just say, <laughs> coming into this season, I was talking a big game yeah. around the Lakers. You know, we we brought in a, a what seemed to be a new Carmelo Anthony. We got Russell Westbrook. We got all these veterans, and I was telling people, oh, 
y'all ain't ready. It's over. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> over. And when I saw that roster, I I really did believe, like, mm-hmm. dude, we're about to do this. And now, <laughs> here we are after the All-Star break, and I've kind of given up on this season. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I, I hope for the sake of our stars staying in L.A. that we kind of pick it back up here. But respectfully, um, and not, not, not every great fan says this, but I, I don't see this season uh, panning out like I envisioned it in the beginning. This team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, this team is really bad. It, yeah. It's like uh, I'm a. I've seen some really good Laker teams. I've seen some really bad yeah. Laker teams. This team is not the worst, right? But I would say it's probably my least favorite to mm-hmm. cheer for. Like I don't like cheering for these. And guys. I, f- I feel like what makes it so hard to cheer for them is the fact that like. It seems like we have what we need, yeah. And 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 in almost most of the areas, we have good coach, we have good veterans at almost every position, but something's not working. Yeah, it's it's sad to me, and I think I'm at the same place as you are. Like we're not winning at right. all this year, right. and we we might make the playoffs. I don't know. I wouldn't mind if we did. Yeah, you know. But if we don't, I this is one thing. It's probably good or. And, and bad about being a Laker fan is that if we're not winning the championship, it's not a, like we're not. It's not right. a good season. Right. We we're never like well, second round exit made, and yeah. be like, oh, that was a good yeah. year, guys. Yeah. So we're not winning the finals right. this year, to be honest. Right. And so who do you this, think? Who do you think's got the finals this year? Um, it's uh, thanks for asking. So Jervon and I talked about this in January, and I my answer back then was the Warriors. Mm. And I honestly think that's still my answer. Really? I still like the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I like the Warriors. I like Steph. I think Steph is playing as well as he ever has. Right. Um, I think they're hungry because mm-hmm. it's been a while. Right. And yeah, I like I like the Warriors' odds. But um, what about you? Who do you got? Um, I definitely I could see the Warriors doing it. Like you said, they're hungry. I think. It was huge how they had their their big run, and not only did they kind of fall off for like a year or two, but they really fell off. Yeah. So I think that they definitely have a chip on their shoulder. Phoenix mm-hmm. out of the West, I think. What I think they're forty eight and ten right now, which is a pretty good record. I think the Warriors, Phoenix, and at this point, I can't really count out Milwaukee. Yeah, I was I gonna say Giannis. Uh, if Giannis is in a playoff series, you have exactly. A and I'm not. I don't know why, but I've never been the biggest fan of Giannis uh-huh. as a player. But he's good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like it's important to know, like, if he's got a good team around him, they got it. They got a shot. Who are like? Who's like your favorite player? Maybe non-Laker player mm-hmm. to watch right now. All my favorite player. One of them. I've always liked Demar, and I've always liked D Book. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think. It's their play styles and the fact that I like watching guys be really good at the mid range, and I I wasn't good at the mid range. I think it it was it was growing up a Kobe fan, yeah. And and after Kobe, it's like it was either you're Giannis and dunking or you're Steph and you're shooting threes. Yeah. So I like those two guys a lot and the fact that they'll get to the elbow with two guys on them, like you saw Demar do the other night, and they'll just rise up. Yeah. So I think those two are probably my two favorite non Laker players. Good answer, yeah. How about I like, you? 
non-Laker players mm-hmm. right now, um, I love Nikola Jokic's mm. game. Unique. I, he's got a unique yeah, game. I love watching him play. Yeah. I think he's just this big, lumbering yeah. European dude. <laughs> But he's crafty. Yeah, he. So, people can't figure right. him out. So, <laughs> I love Jokic. Um, I would say if I had to pick another guy that I enjoy watching right now, um, I'll go probably jo- Joel and B mm. too. I think he's going to win the MVP this year. I think he. I think he might too. Um, I, was, I had an argument with your dad about that a few weeks ago. Your dad, there's no way he's. I don't do want to know what he said about that, dude. Yeah, I like Joel. I like, I like bigs. Like, because mm-hmm. when I was, when I was younger, like there was, I feel like there was more dominant big men in right. the league. So and, now, when there is one, yeah, it's kind of died out. Mm-hmm. There was like like guards and wings right. ran the league for years, like mm-hmm. in the Kobe and LeBron era. And now I feel like there's finally some dominant bigs right. again. And so I enjoy watching those guys play. And it's crazy about the bigs now is they can dominate in the paint like the old bigs did, but they can also shoot it two yeah. feet behind the three-point line. Yeah. So I feel like that's really entertaining. Yeah, those guys are some of the scariest yeah. athletes mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Um, well, last question, bro, and this is a different um, subject. But as your older cousin, I have to ask, do you have a girlfriend? I don't have a girlfriend. No. <laughs> I do not have a girlfriend. I have a friend okay. who, you know, we kind of, we know we're about to go into college. So we're kind of just making sure we enjoy our senior year. Yeah. So, you know, we hang out and whatnot, but um, kind of just getting ready to, to go off and, and branch out. Yeah. So I asked, so I had our cousin Callie on mm-hmm. and I kind of asked her similar questions. I'll ask you, what as an 18 year old young man Mm -hmm. what do you look for in a girl Mm -hmm. first thing and and this is not even just to say that but i feel like if a girl doesn't love jesus like i do or even even more somehow it's hard for me to to actually be attracted to him Mm -hmm. so i think someone a girl who loves jesus and um just a girl who is not too like we were talking about it's easy to get caught up in this big social media thing and there's a lot of girls especially my age who like social media is their life yeah so i think i i kind of enjoy the girls who are more down to earth Mm. away from social media yeah i think it's important Uh, i've i've talked with people about this before and someone even asked me do you think you could this was before i was married Mm. obviously do you think you could date a girl who wasn't a christian and I really had to think about it because there's, I think there's a lot of girls out there who I would be compatible with mm-hmm. and that, I, that wouldn't share the same faith as me. Um, because I think, you know, you can, you can be a great person and not be a Christian. Right. I think that's, yeah. that's not a controversial mm-hmm. thing to say, but it's like, if we're not, if I'm not if those values are not the same, right? then the relationship is just not going to flourish, it's even like, if you have everything else. It's like if you have kids, what are you teaching your kids? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think you're right. You can be compatible, compatible in a million other ways, yeah. but I think your faith is one of those things that it only makes sense for, for your ideas to kind of at least be somewhat yeah. similar. So. For me, it's that was one of like a non-negotiable for right. me where it's just like, 
it's just probably not going to work out anyways yeah. If, yeah. if we don't see this the same way. Yeah. So I can be flexible on a lot of right. things, but that's yeah. probably not one of them. I agree. So. Well, I had to have that conversation with you, Rip. <laughs> I, um, I love you, man. Love and you, bro. Thanks for having me on. Dude, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you, you taking time. I know you're a busy guy and you got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being here. And um, I'm excited for to see what the future holds thank for you, bro. I had one question for you. Okay. And this is just after hearing um, a lot of your episodes. And that's like, what do you like so much about hosting a podcast? Man. That's a good question, Riv. Well, I think it's, there's a few things. One thing that, the number one thing is that I feel like I'm able to, um, I really value different perspectives. Mm. I always have. And I think I've always been uh, open-minded and sometimes open-minded to a fault, but mm-hmm. I love hearing just what makes other people tick and um I think in having these conversations with other people and hearing their perspectives on things, it's actually helped me to understand myself better Mm. because it's made me see, oh, I see that differently than that person. Why is that? And then I spend time thinking about it and, um, yeah, it helps me to understand myself better and see myself better. And then the other thing is that, as you know, most of my guests have been family members Mm -hmm. And I said this to Callie a few weeks ago that being a part of this big family, mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't realize it, but we don't spend a lot of time one-on-one mm-hmm. with each other. At least I don't. Right. No, I agree. And um, this podcast and hosting has given me an opportunity to do that. Right. So I've really enjoyed that. Well, good. I, I was just going to tell you, I think you do a really good job oh. um, at hosting this and... Um, I definitely learn a lot from it. So thank you, man. Yeah. That means a lot to me, Riff. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. We'll be bi- we'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.